0: Sergeant Luther, like those lips, so- that body, you cannot mistake that body.
1: What's <laughs> oh. like some gummy bears? <laughs> gummy bears, Hedwig. I was like, "Ooh, baby." Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. Eww.
0: Hey guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. This is Terry,
1: And this is Julia. This week we're talking about 1997's Cube. Title of this this episode is, Are We Being Punished? And the tagline for this movie is, The Only Way Out Lies Within Your Own Mind.
0: Yep. So we get from that tagline: this is a psychological, as much as it is like a physical, like horror thriller, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh,
1: this was written by Graham Manson and Andre Bichalek and Vincenzo Natali, who also directed the film. Uh, so. This movie I saw uh, pretty soon after it came out and I thought it was rad. So uh, if you don't know, uh, one of my favorite kind of movies is just people in rooms talking. So The Breakfast Club is my favorite movie of all time because it proves you just need a good script and good writer, and good director, good actors to make a great film. That's all you need. And so this movie proves that so hard. You don't have to
0: have fancy effects and things going on. But there there are a lot of fancy effects in this one.
1: There are, but they're also, you know, it's not about that. It's about how the characters are reacting to this thing that makes it what it is. So for me, this movie is what I wanted Saw to be. Like when Saw yeah. started, I was, I was like, oh, oh, it's going to be like this. And then when it went off into its crazy detective direction, I lost interest. So uh, for me, this is I think what Saw should
0: be is this. Julia's movie. like, don't change the location, kids. Don't change it. <laughs> oh, no, why do we
1: need more than one? Because any horror movie is about the character's reaction to the situation. That's what's the most interesting thing. So if you're really just focusing on that, it makes it fantastic because like that's You know, in like Dawn of the Dead, it's about zombies, hypothetically, but it's also really just about the people reacting to this situation. So I think that that's taking the kind of best of what you have to offer in horror and condensing it down into one little thing. So a little uh, a little trivia, uh, just FYI off the bat. All of these characters, they're named after prisons.
0: I was wondering about that because I was like San Quentin. Mm-hmm. And then Leavenworth, right? Mm-hmm. And then, okay. There's Leaven and
1: there's Worth. There's two characters.
0: Right. Um, And then I don't know Kazan or Ren. I'm not familiar with them.
1: Well, where's your where's your your prison history lesson? I mean, so sorry.
0: I am not big studying prisons. So it's not generally my thing. I, I the prison industrial complex is its own thing that I love to rail about. Mm. Uh, but I guess maybe I need to learn more about which prisons are where mm. um, I do know some. <laughs> Clearly, I knew San Quentin because it's the closest one that I hear about here in California often Yes, um, on the radio um, and played by uh, an actor I was so excited to see on screen, uh, Maurice Dean Wint who I just mostly know from Hedwig and the Angry Inch, oh, um, Sergeant I Luther. Didn't,
1: I didn't even place those two together. Yeah, as soon as I night. saw him
0: on screen, I was like, oh, Sergeant Luther, like those lips, <laughs> that body, you cannot mistake that body. <laughs> Would oh. you like some gummy bears. <laughs> gummy bears, Hedwig. I was like, Ooh, baby, it's Sergeant Luther, it turns out he's British. And I was like, what? Oh. What? Yeah. I I did a little I went down the rabbit hole on that one because I was like, holy crap, Sergeant Luther's in this movie. And then I was like just confirming and then I was like, wait. Yeah, he was born in Leicester, England. Huh. And He's, yeah, and he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's British. And I was like, of course, that's wild to me. He plays the most American of American men. Yes. And and military kind of dudes.
1: And he really gives me kind of Ken Furay vibes from Dawn of the Dead in this movie. Yes. Uh, And he's also a cop, right? Which is the same thing. Ken Ferre is also a cop in Dawn of the Dead. So uh, the first image we get is a, a character waking up in a cube. So it's just a room, uh, Looks like it's metal all around, but kind of ornate. It's like
0: you're in the inside of Hellraiser. I was like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> it's I was the like, inside in the lockbox. Con- <laughs> yeah.
1: You're right. It's like the lament configuration, but you're inside of it. And there's a door on every surface. So every part of the cube has a door. Uh, so we see this man who wakes up and he's in a jumpsuit and he tries the door. And one of the rooms he walks into, uh, It happens very quickly. So at first you're not really sure what's happened. And it turns out that there's been this net of wires that has ensnared him and cubed him very nicely. Literally
0: dicing him like it's like a kitchen instrument, like that kind of precision it is disgusting. And I was like, oh, this is the first minute and a half of said film. Oh, wow. We are in it. And I was like, yes. That's Slice nothing, him and dice them, dice them, cube them up. Better.
1: Yeah. Cube them in the cube. Nothing better than, a, than an opening sequence where you're like, oh, fucked. Like the level's set. I know how far they're willing to go now.
0: Well, you knew it was gonna be intense because it's a close up of a freaking eyeball for the very first moment you see on screen. And then from there, it's like, okay, we're getting that like pinpoint precision and intensity of like being literally in someone's eyeball to seeing somebody cubed within like a minute and a half. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, a room is spinning and I'm just dizzy from the, the scene. And then yeah yeah, it's
1: a pretty pretty uh pretty good opening I would say so yeah. we uh we first see Quentin who climbs into worth's cell worth is played by David Hewlett, who I think is fantastic in this movie and this is a character that I shouldn't like but I really like like he's kind of horrible but he's kind of amazing at the same
0: time oh, oh Julia yes I understand. <laughs> He's a nihilistic motherfucker and you find him very attractive. And yes, you know, he's just got that, like, nothing matters anymore. I don't care. And he's just got that laissez-faire attitude about it. But I think
1: it's interesting because I don't think you get that kind of character in this kind of movie very often where you're thrown in this situation where immediately your human instinct is to panic. And you'd be like, oh, my God, where am I? What's happening? Where am I? What are my clothes? And he's just... Nah, fuck it. Don't even care. Not even going to try. This is probably a dream. So I'm just going to sit here until I wake up like that kind of feeling. Which like is I'm a very, dead already. Yeah. An interesting reaction. Like you really like he really probably is like, oh, I'm dead. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to I don't need to do anything yeah. now.
0: He's like, I'm in purgatory. So this is what purgatory is. I guess I'm in a cube. I'm in this room. Weirdly lit. Like, it's like-, like a,
1: it's like a strange acceptance from the very beginning of of how awful it's going to be. Like he already knows how awful it's going to be when he wakes up. You're like OK. Yep. And you just go, right, not going to do this.
0: Nope, nope. Nope. And then a girl breaks into the room and all of a sudden she tumbles in and she breaks her glasses and you're just like, oh, no okay, girl, oh no, yes. your glasses are broken now. This is not a good sign. This is like that twilight zone. Like what of that, the, the, right. the, the ultimate episode, you know, where the guy breaks his glasses and you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, you're like now, how are you going to get out of there if you can't see how to get out of there? Right. Yeah. And so-, so,
1: yeah, this is Nicole DeBora as Levin. Um, and we also meet Nikki, uh, Gaudiani, who plays Holloway. So Holloway is an, um, an older lady. She's a doctor. We find out that, um, Quentin is a cop, um, so they. Another man comes in, uh, Ren, who is a crazy, played by Wade Robson, whirly who, little mother, <laughs> who is like on a mission. Like as far as we know, they just woke up minutes ago and already he's like, all right, I'm getting fucking out of here. Uh, And we find out that he is the infamous The Wren, uh, who is a escape artist who has famously escaped from seven prisons. And now it's just like, oh, well, I'm getting out. So they're trying to, you know, they don't know where they are. They know that their clothes are gone. So somebody, you know, took them from where they were, changed them into this place, put them here. But how they're getting out and they know that there's, traps so it's this thing so, of like why what is the through line of these people because right and then
0: like... yeah as we try to figure it out it's also very like squid game i don't know if anyone's seen that yet all the kids out there yet. but this is literally like the beginning it's very much the beginning of squid game so it's a feeling like okay how do they get changed how do they get there so you try to figure all of that out um uh, as, uh, as you're thrown in a room very saw too you know where you're like yeah. okay i woke up in this room and now i don't know and i gotta figure out how to get out of this game
1: and and again, the most interesting thing is is all of these people's reactions to this dilemma, and to have someone like Worth who's just like "fuck it," I'm just going to sit in the corner, and someone like Ren who's like, "Okay, I'll have, there's traps, and I'll figure out what the traps are, and I'll get out." So he has this system where he has a, a boots on his lace that he's throwing into the room to set off sensors. So there's one of them. There's because most of them are motion detected, uh, but then we don't know that uh, some of them are not just motion detected. some of them are
0: like molecular chemical sensors and heat and they need bodies to trigger them not just inanimate objects yes Uh, so we have a lot of faith in ren and
1: he's like you got to save yourselves from yourselves is the thing about this like you just gotta we gotta do this uh and so we i was like oh well ren's gonna get us out no problem uh but he goes into a room uh, where he can sets off this molecular chemical sensor and gets his face burned off by acid so bad the gore in this level in this movie is out of control. Amazing.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just like face and, off. That was me getting melting my own face off for those who can't <laughs> see. But that was the one it sounded like <laughs> like the gore chef's kiss. I was like, oh, we got this guy that just got cubed at the beginning. And then this guy's face gets burned off in the next like five minutes. Um, we also get this beautiful setup of like. I was like, oh, this is either already a metaphor for life and like how people go about it. And it's like, what is the purpose of life? Are we just being punished in this lifetime? Mm -hmm. Are we just trying to find a way out of here? Do we work together? Is the system against us? What is the purpose? even Holloway's already questioning. She's like, is this the government who did this? The government did this? Was this aliens? Like, trying to figure out, like, a conspiracy theory, like, branch of the room, you know, was mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Then there's, like, the level-headed, you know, kind of level headed ish of Quentin, who's just very literal, like, no, we got to figure it out. Like, he gets in his military mode. Um, we have, you know, Worth, who's, like, obviously given up. Like, each one of them has, is, is giving us all these things that are basically this movie, like, most movies is challenging philosophy of like life and what is the meaning of life.
1: Yeah. It's got that kind of like no exit kind of feel to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's something where, you know, they keep kind of saying, just look at the next thing ahead of you, because the human instinct is to start rationalizing it, right? It's just figure out why. And the why is not going to help you get out. Like you just have to do what the next task is. And that's all you have. And I think that that's the human problem was any kind of situation like this, like your mind is just going to fuck with you. And that's why like, you have to save yourselves from yourselves, right? Like you have to not spiral off into this kind of, why is this happening madness? Because that's not going to help you get out so they decide uh, 11 who is the uh, our young girl who broke her glasses when she came in we find out that she is a mathematician which might come in handy because they notice that there are numbers on each of the rooms so they're trying to figure out now if there's something correlation to do with each room and so she thinks that if the room is prime it is trapped and so they go through and that seems to be working they're going through a good amount of rooms and they're pretty much okay
0: yeah till they're not (laughs) um and so they they think it's a prime number prime number prime number and she's a math whiz um and they also have this discussion like do you even need those glasses and she's like actually i don't think i need glasses but she puts them back on anyway and keeps them with her she's like her reading glasses so she
1: doesn't need them to see normally but if she wants to read numbers it's helpful to have these glasses
0: right and so she specifically has to read all those numbers so that's how they they end up working um and eventually um there's another room where uh that that they fall into and they find another guy. Yeah, so um, they have they have Suzanne. one where, where mm-hmm.
1: they the only they have tried all the doors and the only door that's open that's left is the one on the ceiling. So when they open the one on the ceiling, uh this man falls in who is mentally handicapped. And now when they go, Okay, this changes everything everything. Now, like, Because why would he be here? Why would like, there's, you know, if they're being punished for anything, obviously he's can't have done anything. So this is throwing their philosophy off. And now they're wondering this, some sort of military industrial complex that they've built out in the desert. And, um, maybe and, some rich psycho's entertainment
0: like they're yeah. like every game <laughs> <laughs> feels like anyway so like i was like oh okay um and so they're trying they're not sure because they know somebody's obviously watching them they're just not sure how they're monitoring them and who's watching and what's the purpose it does feel very like pur- like no purpose now especially now that this guy who clearly is you know um is is n- probably has not done anything bad in his life mm-hmm. um uh but uh they we, um have been sucking on buttons because ren had told them to suck on these buttons because that'll help keep the saliva going so that they don't um because they don't have water and stuff like that and they're trying to make sure that they can maintain some sort of the other thing is they
1: only have about like three days of life before they're going to dehydrate anyway so there is a bit of uh there's uh, a time constraint a time constraint as well and so they're just going to their mental taste just going to um den 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 denigrate
0: no disintegrate disintegrate, disintegrate. The their insides the will start eating basically their your body will start eating itself basically after a few days but so we have um, uh, this
1: really good fake out where we have holloway jump into a room and she starts to choke and they're like oh it's a gas room like there's like what's happening to her and it turns out she just choked on her button, and swallowed exactly.
0: it exactly and it's a red room and kazan who's the our, our, our guy with special needs is like freaks out he doesn't like the red room and he doesn't want to go in the room but even though the room is safe but they eventually um talk him into being in there um and uh yeah they go into his next room and quentin gets a little bit caught by some wires and some other stuff happens Mm -hmm. so holloway has to help him even though this is the person she probably least wants to help um because they are literally like opposing dichotomies of thought um you know he's he's she keeps railing about how the military and and the police and military industrial complex is all bad he's like it's just dudes like me like Literally, it's, they're not all bad. It's like no one knows what they're doing. You think it's all some mastermind plan, and really it's not as nefarious as you would hope. It's just a everybody's bunch of guys. just kind of
1: hanging on by a thread, just doing what the person above them is telling them and not really knowing who the person above them is. Um, and Quentin is such an interesting character because you start out and he really's giving you the, like, the hero vibes, right? He's like, I'm going to pull it together. He's you full Die
0: Hard. Like, yeah. He's giving you full Bruce Willis. Yes.
1: Uh, But but you know but a Bruce Willis who wants to help other people right? He's like we're gonna do it together. We're all gonna do it. Like let's go and is is leading them off. But as slowly through the movie starts to look less and less heroic. uh, So we start in with you know Quentin is really starting to get on Worth's case because Worth is doesn't care doesn't want to help anybody. Yeah. And, you know, he had said from the beginning, like, I just want to stay in this room. Like, what difference does it make where I go? We can just stay here. It doesn't matter. Uh, But so they have this exchange where Quentin yells at him. Not all of us have the luxury of playing nihilist. And you worth yells back. Not all of us are conceited enough to play the hero. So you go, okay. we see
0: the opposition we see their points of view. Like they're both valid, you know. Absolutely. And Quentin, we find out, has like got his three kids. You know, he's trying to fight to get back to his family and all this, but you also find out that his him and his wife are separated and you know, not are not doing well. So this he's I think feeling some sort of guilt in that. Um and poor little Kazan gets so stressed out and he pees in a corner and they're just like, ah, this is getting worse. Now we're stuck in a room that's now it's gonna smell like pee and we're yeah, stuck in this weird. What are you gonna
1: do? You can't, you know, you gotta go. So this is where we have Worth's big uh uh, reveal is that he actually worked on the cube so he designed the outer shell so of course they all go bananas and now they think it's his fault and he's had this information all this time which he didn't tell them but he's like i don't know anything i know the outer bit they kept everything separate i have no idea like i thought people maybe were inside but they didn't really tell me anything so he's like there's just he's like but i'm the poison i'm the you know i designed this outer shell and there's no way out of here i know that there isn't so what are we doing this is no point this is why he knows there's no point because like you can't get out i know you can't get out
0: Um, i designed it so that you can't get out basically and so um but i
1: like that kind of feeling that I feel like this is how something like this would happen where you just have these independent contractors building these tiny little things. They don't know enough about to piece anything together. And then like whiz bang, you have this torture device 100%
0: 100% you're making parts so it's like if you're if you're just all making parts to a machine and I think this is interesting too because it's again looking at like human and like what what do we all do it's like oh are we all bad or do it's like you're doing this bad thing it's like how do I know I'm doing a bad thing I think it's also like a mirror for the military industrial thing as well it's like mm-hmm. well even if you're just doing your part in this one little section that you think is inconsequential you actually may yeah. be building the wall that is actually ripping apart humanity on another portion sure. right yeah so. and
1: where it says nobody's in charge it's a headless blunder operating under the illusion of a master plan which i think uh sums up the government quite well i think
0: (laughs) the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing that's what's on holloway ultimate she's like yeah i get it like this is exactly what happens
1: but then why why put people in here is the question why use what is the point of this thing and he says well because it's here and to not use it is to admit it's pointless so okay it's a very philosophical mind fuckery kind of explanation i'm here for it i love it we're t- we're going this far with it where they're really characters are breaking it down as far as we would if we were in this situation right yeah
0: well yeah because you want to know you're like especially if you're like in this torture device it's like why the hell would i be here you know um so, so quentin and mm-hmm.
1: worth get into a little bit of a fisty cuffs because yeah. they're at each other's throats and so they now uh were 11 uh, is able to calculate how many? If we based on how he knows the the dimensions of the outer shell, and so now we she can
0: calculate how many rooms are in the Would inside. Inside the inside, based on that information, she also walks the room and gets like it's like it's fourteen by fourteen. She figures out like the space in the room, and then figures out that there's over seventeen thousand rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also done on Cartesian numbers, latitude and longitude. And she's like, oh, that's what those numbers are—the edges of the room that she needed to look. So they realize that there's seven rooms from the edge, not the outside of the cube, but from the edge. So they uh, decide that they're gonna, you know, try to get th- get to- past those seven rooms to get to the outer shell. Yes. So they make their way through some treacherous rooms. One of the rooms they have to be absolutely silent for, and this is a problem because our dear friend Kazan, who's got a little the special, our special needs friend, who's um, so on the spectrum, I believe he has moments of outburst, and this might not be the best room for someone who cannot necessarily hold themselves quiet and has some, uh, some ticks and stuff going on.
1: Yes. So they tried to to explain to him that he needs to be absolutely silent and he does it all the way until when Quentin is almost through and actually uh, yells and almost Quentin gets hurt because of him. So then Quentin tries to fight Kazan and then Holloway gets in the middle of it because how dare he fight someone like that. He didn't mean it and he smacks her uh, and they have a bit of a, of a face off and already we can see Quentin starting to turn. He's
0: broken. Yeah. This is where he's like, oh, he's broken. You get that. Like, well, I,
1: I feel like it's, for me, it's, it's more of someone who had a really good outer mask that is now coming off. The veneer scene. Yeah. That when he's not the friendly cop. He's actually the kind of psycho beneath this that is coming forth, which is terrifying. Uh So they make it to the outer show and it's just kind of, blackness there's nothing
0: and they're really high up wherever they are in the room it's really high up and they're it's like they're like i mean like they said there's seventeen thousand rooms so it's like how high up are they from the outside it's yeah you can't really high. see
1: up you can't see down mm-hmm. you can't see out there's no so they way. decide
0: to hang somebody out the window and he's like i should be they're like no dude you're the heaviest one like quentin you can't go out the window so holloway volunteers because she's the smallest and she's like well i'm the i'm the tiniest like so they Take all their clothes off and create like a rope, um, and uh, they hang her out the window. Um, but they slip and lose her a little bit as she's out there looking. She's trying to grasp to the out, outer shell to see if there's any type of way to breach the outer. Because the cube keeps rumbling,
1: uh, uh, intermittently rumbling. So it has a rumble, and the, and they lose their grip. Uh yep. And for the last second, Quentin catches her with his hand, but then the lights go out in his eyes, and the death glare comes in and he lets her go. Dead shark eyes just lets her drop. Uh, So nobody else in the room can see what happened, and he just comes like, oh, she slipped. Fell. But they all look a little suspicious of that.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't trust him at this point, because he's already shown that he's not the kindest of people, Um, and so he just gets real determined to get the hell out of there. And he let her go because he felt like she was impeding on their purpose, and he kept... She kept insisting that they save everybody. He just wasn't very convinced about keeping Kazan in the in the mix because he didn't see his worth. Right. Um. Maybe thought that he was they were too weak, and he's like, "Before we get too weak, we have to we have to get going." But they're all exhausted at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. They've just
0: expended a shit ton of energy holding um, Holloway out the window. So they decide to take a nap or take a little bit of a rest. But they like, "Well, how will we know to when to wake up?" But Quentin does not take the rest.
1: No, he takes Levin aside and says, uh, "Let's let's beat it." Let's leave Worth and Kazan because they're just dragging us down. All we need is you and me. And, like, if it's just you and me, we can totally get out of here. But, the we got to leave the dead weight behind. But, of course, uh, Worth hears it, wakes up, and they have um, I, uh, this is where Quentin, like, when you're like, Quentin's dubious. He just let him go. But he's also now just going to take a boot and just smash the fuck out of Worth just because now he can. Now he's the alpha male who, like, who's going to stop him now? Worth, Holloway Nobody stood up to him a little him. bit.
0: Yeah. And he just is like, she's, you know, he believes that Levin's the perfect key and thinks everyone else is a trap. So he's just getting rid of all the everything else he thinks is dead weight and traps. Um, And then this is when they figure out when Levin and Worth both figure out, they're like, oh, you dropped Holloway. Like, we don't trust you. We don't want to be near you. Um, And they try to scramble out of there. And they um, and he dumps Worth into the next room Mm -hmm. um, where they find out that Ren was there. And they have gone in full circles because now they're in the room that they were they had started in. So Ruth was like, I was
1: right. We could have just stayed here the whole fucking time. We came back here anyway. And you'd be so, uh, so, so fucking bummed. But Worth just starts laughing because he's, uh, they're all quite, quite broken by this and loopy point. loopy at
0: this point, too, because they're delirious and tired and thirsty and hungry and all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm.
1: But the rooms have actually been shifting because Ren was actually killed in another room. So then gets really confusing. When now it was there in a circle now that there was somebody's moving bodies and if there's somebody else in here how many people are in here if there's seventeen thousand rooms like there's got to be other people in here um so then the rooms have shifted and they are at the edge of gate with edge again so they're they're trying to use permutations to figure out the moving part on the map but this is like a giant combination lock right and so it's got infinite amounts of possibilities. And she's saying this is something nobody can compute. It's astronomical. These numbers are not They're too big to do in your head. Uh, but we turn out that Kazan is actually an idiot savant and now is like perfect for numbers and can do these astronomical sums in his head. So it's he like Rain Man
0: style have yep. a purpose. Yep. So you can't judge a book by its cover. So this is one of those moments of like everybody has a purpose and has a worth on this planet. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, worth finds a way to get rid of Quentin. Traps him behind them as uh, Levin and Kazan and Worth move forward to get out of there, um, and Kazan gets stuck though as they move forward and try to move on. Um, in a room during one of the shifts, as the as the as the shift is happening, oh, so yeah,
1: so they they leave Quentin behind. Kazan's gone. Uh, Levin finds the missing piece of her broken glasses
0: so and it's the room that she started in and she's like yes. i could have stayed here as well yeah because it's the room that will get her out of there it turns ter- <laughs> turns out and they see the light as they open up the side and they find this uh basically it was um a bridge that they could get through that's the only way in and out of this thing mm-hmm. um and so they find the way to the bridge into the light but what's out there it's just bright white light we can't actually we don't ever get to see what's actually out there no a boundless human pit is what someone says um But all of a sudden, we get Quentin finding his way because he's been following them the whole time to this last room, Mm -hmm. and he comes in and he kills Levin and Worth, and he's covered in blood. He kills them with one of the the room like mechanism lock key lock things. This big. Found yeah. weapon-looking thing, but,
1: and, but before they even that when when um, before that, uh, Worth had said that he wasn't going to go out anyway because there was nothing to live for out there. So he was in bad shape and coughing up blood, but he had decided that he wasn't going to leave the cube that he was going to die there anyway. So sad that he had to die in a violent way, but he wasn't going to go anyway. So now yeah, he- uh, everybody uh, is not doing good. Uh, Kazan is uh, trying to escape and Quentin uh, is chasing him and gets stuck in the passage between the cubes and smushed real nicely. So uh, the end of this movie is just Kazan walking into this bright light by himself to we don't know what. Who and knows? that's the end. We will we'll never find out what it was. Are we in outer the cube space? Was.
0: Like, where the hell are we? Who knows? Who's I love behind it? it? Who knows? Because that's not
1: the course, point of the movie, right? Yep. The point of the movie is these characters getting through this thing, and it doesn't really matter who's behind it or where they're going to and what they're going to go to next. Uh, I think it's, it's a brilliant, a genius.
0: And, of course, the person the most without sin, uh, supposedly, is the one who makes it out,
1: right? But also the person who couldn't explain what was
0: happening, right? Yep.
1: Even if he's the only person to ever make it out of that, he can't tell he you what He would never was. be able to
0: tell anybody yep, what he saw, what happened. So... Uh, so yeah, boom, boom, so you boom. want to give
1: us some gore factor, Miss Miss Gamble?
0: Oh sure, I could do that. Oh, uh, but fact- actually, before that, yes, uh,
1: how how do we survive this movie?
0: Oh gosh, uh, well one, you don't help make an evil cube. Uh, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. but we don't find out like everybody you know like levin doesn't seem to have a sin she just seems to be a student like she doesn't have anything i think
0: they just i mean she was just in there like it was like you had to figure out that she was a tool to help get you out of there right and same with kind of similar with kazan it's like oh okay these are people that are gonna help you get out i don't know why she i guess maybe it's just like she's carnage along the way so i guess don't be good at math was how you don't get in this thing.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, like, you know, there, at, at some point, you, like, someone like Quentin, I was, he's being punished for sins, right? You can say worth is being punished for working on this thing, but uh, they don't, it's not, doesn't seem to be about punishment. It seems to be about randomness. And it's so, like, that's the hard part of it is that, that you're going to be chosen and you're not going to figure out why. And that's going to be the biggest thing about this is it's going to kill you because you don't know why it was you. Um, but I think it could be anybody. So I think that that's the terror of it, of, of living with something where, it's not about anything. It's just about chaos. So, um, chaos. if you wake up in a cube, I don't know. Um, just I sit got there. nothing for
0: you. Don't just move. sit in that room. Stay in that room until it shifts to the right coordinates till you can get out on the bridge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's easy, right? No problem.
0: Yeah, not a problem. And be there with some mathematician geniuses and see if you can survive it. All right. (laughs) Excellent assessment. Excellent, excellent assessment. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Gore factor. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. It's definitely a full five for the gore. Uh, If you're going to see a human get cubed beautifully cubed uh, f- uh flesh it's, well it's so ballade. beautifully done though it's plated it is really pretty but i was also like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> minute and a half in oh okay this is how we start yeah start i was not like okay fucking well, around this movie not well, fucking around well well and then a guy gets his face melted off like with acid like two minutes yeah. later okay and they cool, don't cool, they cool. don't
1: even pull away they just show you all that shit it's good and stuff. they come back
0: to it again like it's not mm-hmm. you don't just get that once you get that a couple times because like mm-hmm. don't want to waste that effect right no man so, that's good effect yeah uh, movie
1: ratings one uh chainsaw if you're desperate two better qualifies as a horror film three scene worse seen better Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastic Oracle. As you could probably tell from the beginning of this episode, this is a five for me. I adore this movie. It gives me everything I want in a horror movie and nothing I don't. I just want people in a room talking and watching horrible gore effects. And like that makes me so incredibly happy. Cube, five, watch it.
0: Yes. Oh my God, amazing. This is a four for me. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I liked uh it's uh not too shabby, uh super fun, super weird, um, disgusting, beautiful, uh-huh. um, all of that stuff. I just felt like the it was a little more pedantic than I would like is with the philosophy over the head and I felt like I was in my my um one of my philosophy classes like from back in the day. Little like yeah like yeah that's
1: all i I like that about it i like that it goes there because a lot of horror movies don't so you know to have because even in dawn of the dead where you have these characters who are you know stuck in this place forever we never get this level of like what the fuck does it mean why why us what is happening what does this mean They they do a bit but not to this level and i think that that's the cool thing about this movie so going for a movie that asks all the deep questions to a movie that asks no fucking questions at all we're talking about the toxic avenger
0: oh i (laughs) beg to differ we are going to talk about this next week because i think it is a very deep movie and i feel like it actually goes into some interesting stuff so we're going to talk about next week the toxic avenger yeah i actually i actually really anyway you'll find out next week Okay, uh, we talk about it, but uh, I, I'm yeah. interested to see how,
1: how how the philosophy of the toxic avenger comes out for you, Terry Gamble. This is adorable. <laughs> uh, we can you can find us on our interwebs. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We do have a Patreon if you would like to subscribe and support us. We give you cool little tidbits and extras and little interviews and talky Terry Julia nonsense. And we also have a Teespring if you'd like to buy some merch. We would appreciate it. We are artists that like to be supported by those who like us.
0: Oh, we love Doesn't. you guys, and thank you again, producer Sierra, for these wonderful choices. The uh, last one on the on the list is the Toxic Avenger next week. Join us then. We love you so much, and have a great week.